Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. I am so glad that you're here and um, just want to tell you how much I appreciate you and all of your positive feedback and and all of your words of encouragement. Um, They really do mean a lot to me. So this week, we are continuing our series on the power of your words and how our words have creative power. And uh, we're going to be talking about words of life. And the most powerful words that you can speak um, would be the word of God. There is actually something even more powerful than speaking the word of God. Hold on. Do not turn me off yet. Just hold on. What is even more powerful than speaking the word of God is speaking the revealed word of God. And what do I mean by that? Well, we can confess the word of God. We can read scripture and we should do that. And I do that, especially if there's an area in my life that I need my mind renewed. So there are scriptures that I will read every day and for a period of time as I'm renewing my mind to a truth in God's word. And that is powerful. It's actually changing me from the inside out. But the words that I'm talking about today are the revealed words of God. Over in Luke, after Jesus had died and um The disciples remembered the words that he said. Suddenly they remembered all of the things that he had told them. And it references that as a rhema word or a revealed word. So a revealed word is when we hear God's word and suddenly on the inside, it becomes truth to us. Um, We see it in, in a greater way than we have ever seen it before. Um, we can call it an aha moment, we can call it revelation, but it's when I I have a good example of that. I remember when I was in Bible college and, um, someone had asked me, you know, what I was, what I, what, what have you been learning? And, um, I remember I said the most powerful thing that I had learned is that God loves me. Well, that's something that we hear as young children, you know, in children's church. And when I was young, we had Sunday school. And so that's something that was, I was taught at a very early age. And I did, I believed that. But while I was listening um, and while I was learning in class and hearing God's word, what was revealed to me in a greater way um, was his love for me. So we would call that a revealed word of God. Um, Hebrews 10.23 says, So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope that we cherish and confess. For he who promised is reliable and faithful to his word. 
So it's saying, hold fast to what you have confessed and believed. Um, or some translations to what you have professed. So profession comes from the Greek word homologia. This is a compound of the words homo and logos. And the Greek word homo means one of the very same kind. And the word logos um, is the Greek word for words. When these two words are joined together, they form the word homologia, which mean um, which means to say the same thing. So what did I say? The most powerful words that you can speak are the words of God. But when you agree with those words, when you truly believe them, when they're revealed to you, they are even more powerful than just speaking them. Rick Renner, who is a prolific author, and he has studied Greek, he has several, uh, has a couple of uh, great, great Bible studies um, called Sparkling Gems. Um, He says that if you take this scripture that I just read to you, and basically you're breaking it down, it would read something like this. So let us come into agreement with God and then begin to speak what he says, holding tightly to what we confess and refusing to let anyone take it from us. So let us come into agreement with God and then begin to speak what he says. That's when things begin to change. You know, the Bible talks about God's word in several places. It says that it's like a two-edged sword, that it's quick, it's powerful, and it's sharp, and that it'll pierce even between the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's pretty powerful. In Revelation 9.15 and Revelation 1.6, when John had a vision of Jesus, he described him with a with a sharp double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. Both times it talks about it being a double-edged sword. And then the scripture that I just read in Hebrews 4:12, it says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, the word of God. So this phrase two-edged is and I'm going to give you some more Greek words, but it's so good when we break it down in the Greek, it gives it It just makes that picture so clear and precise. So the phrase two-edged is taken from the word diastomos, di meaning two and stomos meaning mouth, which it literally means two-mouthed. So God's word, for it to be two-mouthed, it has to be twice spoken. For it to be sharp and powerful and quick in your life, it has to be twice spoken. Now, the first time that it's spoken, it's spoken by God. It is his word. But the second time it's spoken is when we have, it's that profession that I was talking about. When we come into agreement with God and then we begin to speak what he says, holding tightly to what we confess and refusing to let anyone take it from us. 
When we speak it like that, it is now a two-edged sword and it's quick, it's powerful, it's living, and it is piercing even between the soul and spirit. What does that mean? It is doing a work in our life. It is doing something in us that we we can't even explain or describe. You know, when a surgeon goes in with his scalpel, oh man, we have no idea what he does. We're just so thankful that he does it and does it well, hopefully. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit, he does a good work and a complete work and nothing is missing or broken when he's finished. Today, I feel like what I'm supposed to tell you is that God has a word that he wants to give you over your situation. He wants to give you a revealed word. He wants to give you a word that you can come into agreement with him and see it in a way that you've never seen it before. And now you have a weapon, not in your hand, but in your mouth. And it is sharp and it is powerful and it is quick. Maybe you need a revealed word on healing. Maybe you need a revealed word on who you are in Christ. Maybe you need a revealed word on restoration. Maybe you need a revealed word on his provision. I don't know what it is, but God has a word for you and he wants to put it down in your spirit and then he wants to get it out of your mouth. Matthew 16, 13 through 17 says that Jesus asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am the son of man? And they answered him. They said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He then said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Notice that it says revealed. Peter had gotten a revealed word, but Jesus wanted him to speak it. You know, there's some things that are down in our heart. And we need to speak them. We need to speak God's word with power and authority because he has given us his words to speak. In Hebrews 4, when it's talking about the word of God being powerful, that word powerful actually means at work, active, and effective. So the word of God is powerful. It's at work, active, and effective when it is two-edged, when it is twice spoken, once spoken by the Father into our hearts, and then spoken by his children out their mouths, declaring the truth. You know, God doesn't want us to parrot him. He doesn't want us to echo him. He wants us to speak out of our hearts, out of the rich treasure, what we know to be true. Just like Jesus asked him, he wasn't demanding that they parrot him or say exactly what he said. He goes, who do you say that I am? 
What do you believe to be true? And he heard it. When Peter said it, he said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Jesus said, Peter, this has been revealed to you. You know, he went on to say that upon that rock, he would build his church and the gates of hell could not prevail. When I woke up this morning thinking about recording today, that scripture is what I was hearing. God wants to give you a word that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. When I went to look it up, it was already in my notes that I had already had Matthew sixteen thirteen down. It was just a little further where he said, Peter, this word, this, th- what you have been given is what I'm going to build my church, my church upon and the gates of hell will not prevail. Hebrews 6, 19 talks about when God has given us a promise, when God has spoken something to, to our hearts, his words, that it now creates a hope in us. It says, now we have this hope as a sure and a steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. That is beautiful. We have a hope that we can anchor our soul upon. And it says that whoever steps out upon it, it will not break down. It will not give way. So you may be asking yourself, how, how do I get this wisdom? And I'm going to I'm going to break it down for you. You know, your faith has to be connected to your mouth. It's required. We have to, it's, it's a connection that must be made in order for it to be effective. It says that with the heart, man believes, but with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. There's a connection there that you have to speak what you believe to see something change. So how do we do this? One, you must believe. Believers believe. Make a quality decision to believe God's word. No matter what you feel, no matter what you see, determine that God's word will have final authority in your life. Two, you have to ask. Ask for wisdom. Ask the Father for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you his revealed word and to give that wisdom to you. Three, you must study, meditate, and speak the word. Study the word. Get it inside of you. Read it to hear and believe that you will hear like you have never heard before. Take notes. Speak it. And this is, again, not to change God or his will, but it's to transform your mind. Hear that again. It transforms us from the inside out. And when we get his word on the inside of us and we're reading it to hear and we're asking for his wisdom, he will reveal it to us. I want to close with this scripture, James 1, 5 through 8. It says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, Let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. I want you to ask today. God has a word for you. Expect to hear it. 
go to him in prayer, get that, get his word down on the inside of you, agree with it and speak it. It's the most powerful thing that you can say when you get in agreement with God, it becomes the twice spoken word and the twice spoken word is a powerful, effective word that is active in your life. I hope that this encouraged you today. I hope that, oh, it was so good to give. I was excited to give it. Um, I probably wasn't as soothing today because I was a little fired up. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it. But next week, we have a very special guest. Um, I'm super excited to have him on. He's written a couple uh, books about um, your confession and your profession. Um, it has changed his life. Um, he has a great testimony. And uh, we're just going to let that wrap up this series on the power of our words. And I want you to tune in. I also have a neat little giveaway. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet. But I have a couple of books that I want to give um, to someone, to a listener. I will get that all figured out before next week. So until then, have a very blessed day. Have a wonderful week. And don't forget to tune in for our last episode on the power of your words.